Hey there, listener. I know you're dying to get to today's juicy, juicy episode, but real quick, we wanted to tell you something special. If you hadn't heard, we are coming out with an actual play Dungeons and Dragons show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon. And if you listen to the end of today's episode, you can actually hear the first part of episode one. Now, if you want to make sure you don't miss the launch of this new show, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash guild and sign up to join our free community where we'll announce all of these things. But again, if you listen to today's episode all the way to the end, you'll hear a snippet from the first part of the first episode and tell us what you think. But uh, in the meantime, let's get back to today's show. Hello, my name is Tanner Wayland, and I, along with my co-host, Justin Lewis, are here on How to Be a Better DM. How you doing, Justin? I am good. I'm good. How are you, Tanner? Oh, doing well. Doing well. It's a, it's a, it's a lovely day outside. It is. You know, it's great. Uh, here in Utah, it's been winter for 20 years, <laughs> it feels like. It really and, does. And it's finally clearing up, and we're just going to get so much flooding. But we're just, everyone's happy it's sunny. <laughs> That's the truth. Well, anyway, to get going with this, uh, with this topic today, we'll just hop right in. Um, the topic is how to be a DM when you're just busy. Busy is all get out. Like, how do you make time for it? Um, first off, uh, Justin, has this ever happened to you where you just feel too busy to even meet or prepare or anything like that? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I would say most recently it's been that I felt too busy that I, like I wanted a break and I didn't want to actually like have my players come over and, and have the game. Um, I just kind of wanted a break. Um, but I like what you said there, you know, having to make time for it because I feel like DMing when busy, the art to DMing when you're busy, there's there's a few ways that you can do it. And, and one of those is just making more time for it. Uh, you know, simple enough, you make it a bigger priority in your life, you get rid of other things. Um, the unfortunate aspect with that is that it's a game, like it's, it's a hobby. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. if you're attempting to push out family matters or work, or you know religious obligations or social obligations i don't know like i i would maybe reconsider and try some of our other methods we'll talk about rather than you know stop working <laughs> you know yeah no yeah I, I totally hear you because if there was something on the chopping block i think for a lot of people it would be you know running dungeons and dragons frankly yeah and and, you know, I think just as an initial disclaimer on this episode, if you feel overburdened by your DMing, like you are absolutely entitled to stop, you know, to take a break, a uh, longer term break. Um, but if you're the kind of person who's like, hey, I think I can if I, I could keep it going and I really like it. If I change some things, that's kind of what this is for. Um, now, like, I'll be honest, like there have been times like... Uh, in the same campaign, I had to both, uh, at one point, stop it, but then before then, uh, when I was in school, I had to learn how to deal with it 
during the school year versus summer, right? Uh, uh, this was when I was in college, and and you know I think that it was actually an enlightening experience, and I think this is what you'll learn too, is that you know we we all wish we had plenty of time to prepare for our sessions. We all wish we could do like three four hour sessions every week, you know, <laughs> but the, the fact is you know sometimes you don't, and it makes you actually. Uh, kind of fall back on what's the core uh, of the fun in Dungeons and Dragons, right? Uh, like for me, and, and this was kind of my my first tip, I guess. Um, uh, we were doing pretty long sessions. We were doing like three, sometimes four hour sessions. And my wife was just like, "Hey, Tanner, you got a lot of other stuff you're trying to do, and then you always." She pointed out that I often complained about being short on time. <laughs> and she's like, maybe don't do it as long. And initially I was like, oh, but what will they think? And, you know, all these stupid uh, reasonings in my mind. But then I just did it. I was like, you know what, fine. We'll just plan for like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it usually end up being like two hours sessions. But even that little change meant that I didn't have to prepare as much. It meant that I had more time. It also meant that it, the sessions felt punchier. And mm -hmm. I really appreciated that change. Yeah. I would say with doing something like that, it definitely is like a good challenge for yourself because everyone wants to make every session impactful and fun and memorable. And when you only mm -hmm. have an hour and a half, you start to think of, okay, well, what what is like most important? You know, I, like we can't deal with the fluff you know, and you probably could, uh, but you still want to make each episode special and memorable. So I really like that. Um, and you know what? Like Tanner said, if you ever have problems with being super busy, talk to your players, see if they can help out um, or, or give advice or just make changes like they did in Tanner's case. Uh, you know, communicate. Communication is very important, right, Tanner? Oh, you know what? I couldn't have said it better myself, Justin. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, communication is huge because if you're feeling overwhelmed, then the worst thing you can do is keep that bottled up. Uh, so talk to, you know, in the case you do have a significant other, like I can say that probably one of the reasons you feel so busy is because you have obligations there. And, and that's not bad. You know, mm -hmm. that's part of being in a relationship. Uh, but if you just hold it in, then there's going to be that tension. So, so talk about it. Be like, hey, damning is really important to me, but you're even more important to me. How can we make this both work? You know, and, and then once you discuss that, then talk with your players and be like, hey, here's some thoughts I had. Uh, have you guys had any thoughts? You know, maybe they'll be down to be like, hey, yeah, we can we can do once a month mm -hmm. or, you know, every two weeks instead of every week or something. Right. Um I, I feel like more understanding. Yeah, I was just going to add, I feel like that is just good life advice in general. You know, uh, over the last few weeks, I myself have been incredibly busy with Monsters.Rent, which if you guys haven't heard, that's our new company and, and Tanner's actually a part of it now. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I've, I've been super busy with that myself. So my wife has had conversations with me of like, well, you know, something's got to give and and doing exactly what Tanner said and just saying, here are some of my priorities. Uh, what are your priorities? And then how can we make both of these work together? And you have to have an open mind. You know, like Tanner said, uh, your DMing might have to go from once a week to once a month. 
Uh, and, and again, it's the simple fact of the matter that most of us, it's not our money-making stream. Like it doesn't make us money. So we can't always justify sacrificing other things for it. Uh, sometimes you should, but I, th I think you do definitely need to keep an open mind with what you might need to give up. <clears throat> yeah, uh, absolutely. And so I think with communication, with the willingness to be flexible, uh, there's also, uh, this is maybe a simple tip. Some of you are very creative and you write all of your campaigns and all of your sessions. And that's wonderful. Uh, I, I would argue that, <laughs> that you could benefit though during a very busy part of your life. Um, you could benefit to switch to uh, pre-written material uh, that others have done. Uh, whether that's, that's free or you purchase it or whatever else. Um, that can help save you a lot of time in prep work because i mean i think you'd agree justin like the actual session like the time you spend in the session that's not all the time you're spending you're spending like you're spending hours beforehand like preparing for every little possibility right uh it's like oh if they're in a town suddenly you have to do a bunch of prep because there's a billion different interactions they could have uh and if you have to come up with all of that that's all time you're spending unless you're getting a pre-written adventure. It, it, it doesn't save as much time as you'd like, because the fact is, I, I've done a lot of pre-written adventures where you just, you're very interested in the world and you're like, oh, I gotta remember what happens here. But it does streamline the process um, and it takes a couple steps out. Uh, so I, I would suggest that, honestly. Yeah, and to that point, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with inserting this or that encounter from your favorite D&D uh, DM YouTuber or podcaster or whatever. Um, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the High Rollers in the UK with their Eros campaign. I really liked that campaign. And, you know, I, I used to watch that while working because my job, <clears throat> it just allowed me to basically listen to, listen to podcasts or watch YouTube videos basically all day while working. Uh, so I'd watch that. And thinking back, if I really needed to, I could insert a few of the minor story arcs into my campaign, uh, you know, adding in twists and, and flavors here and there. And that might save some time in the prep. Uh, but I, I guess another tip I'd like to add is and this one might be a little bit controversial, but pull back on the stats and the rolling. You know, D&D, I've said before, at its core, it is just a story with agreed rules and a system for how you interact, right? Uh, and if you need yeah. to, without your player's permission even, you can kind of dial back how many times you use the dice to, to govern the interactions, you know, I'm not saying get rid of it all the way unless you want to, but really, you know, if you're having trouble coming up with this next session, don't prepare any combat encounters and make it a much quicker roll of the dice, you know, when 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 it does happen. Obviously, if it's if it's a big bad, you have to play it out, but if it's like, you know, a street urchin comes and fights you or something, I don't know, just one or two rolls and that should be fine. That way you don't have to prepare as much because you can fudge those numbers on the spot. And 
this method, I think, really works well, like Tanner said, in city environments where if they don't spend a ton of time in this one encounter with these street thugs, it's fine because there's thousands of other things to do in the city, and they probably have other things that they want to do as well. Uh, the only thing I, the only cautionary thing I'd add is make sure that you focus on the story when you do this. Otherwise, it'll feel very plain and very boring. Uh, like if you're not giving everything you can to the to the segments of role playing and actually kind of getting into character, your players will start to realize like, hey. We didn't really do much this session, you know? Yeah, and I think that uh, that idea has, it, at the core of it, it's flexibility, right? It's uh, it's being flexible with like, hey, what what is core to the thing? And having big old battles with a bunch of stat blocks, uh, that's, I mean, sometimes that's fun, but like other times it's like the, the players just wanna feel, you know, the concept of their players moving around the map hitting they don't they don't need anything too complicated right um and i I was thinking about being flexible with your dming style Uh, i think that uh, that roles and and map prep all of that can be not fudged but kind of loosened up a little you know like with your roles maybe you maybe you aren't being so harsh on like oh let me look up online what's the what's the challenge uh level two to cross a wall in the winter you know you you don't have to be as like strict on that um you can be like oh it's a it's a 15 you know roll that and and just be more flexible that way uh further i was thinking about it a lot of times in my dm prep and this this took time yeah Especially if you're using like an online, like a roll 20 and you have to find maps, you have to find uh, characters tokens. Uh, Sometimes that takes time because you're like, oh man, I have this idea for this enemy, but I can't find the exact token. And then you spend an hour, you know, stressing over this one thing because you want it to feel realistic. Uh, you, You don't have to do that. Like if you're stressing about it, guess what? You could find a little token of Barney or the Teletubbies, <laughs> and plop that in, and your players would get a kick out of it. Yeah. And it would save you an hour of stress. Uh, obviously, spend the time, because I'm sure that for a lot of your enemies, you're going to be able to find an easy token you know, without too much effort. But if it's taking you too much time, just find the parts, the sticking areas in your prep, and just be like, hey, do I need to go as hard as I am here, <laughs> or can I can I loosen up? You know. Yeah. And actually, to that point, I'd like to cite two examples of guests we've had on our show who have hosted one-shots for us, and they did it completely theater of the mind because that's what they do. That's what they love. And gauging the players' experiences, they enjoyed it. You know, if you remember uh, Bone Daddy Rob and Thorn uh, from This Dungeon is Occupied, uh, both of them rely on theater of the mind. And that's a quick way, if you're stressed out and, and busy as a DM, uh, that's a quick way to shave off a bunch of prep time because you don't have to worry about getting minis, you don't have to worry about getting maps. Uh, I mean, you can for reference, but it might even be easier yeah. to uh, just just kind of create it as you go along. And I think that naturally l- lends itself to being a little bit more loose with uh 
you know, stats and things like that, just because it has to fit what everyone can imagine. Yeah, and and that's honestly theater of the mind. That's that's a great way to. I I think your players. It might take a little bit of getting used to, but if you just still provide some key, you know, uh, descriptions, then people people can get into that, right? And you're still gonna have roles. You're still gonna have. Uh, a lot going on and your players are still spending time together that's that's key right uh otherwise i mean so i was thinking about uh oh man there was one more tip uh, well i was just oh go ahead please. well i was gonna say while you're thinking about that there's a couple things i'd like to share um a couple tools that i would recommend so i know you mentioned dungeon map preparation uh as always yes. we'd recommend uh, dungeon alchemist they're a great great company i love using them but also mm -hmm. You know, most of the time when I need a map and I'm, I'm in a hurry, I just type in on Google, I say uh, city sewer dungeon map, right? And most of the time it's Pinterest that comes up and there's tons of results on Pinterest. Uh, and then I pick the one I want, copy and paste it into the doc I'm using and I'm good to go. And then usually from there, I'll, I'll take it to Canva and label each room and then write a description for each room, but that might be overkill. If you're in a bind, even even in the moment someone goes somewhere, you could just type in on Google, you know, uh, windmill map D&D and something will pop up just as long as it's not a commercial game you're running. You're OK to use it. And, you know, that's that's a nice and easy dungeon or, or map that you can use. Usually when I when I do that, I populate the rooms based on what the image, the map looks like. So if if it looks like there's a fire in there, that'll usually spark in my mind. Oh. For some reason, there's a goblin camp down in the sewers. For I don't know, I don't know why. Doesn't matter. But they're there. Um, that's one tool. There's also uh, a couple tools that you can get on your phone. For one, uh, I use. It's called GM's Toolkit. It's on uh, iPhone, and it allows you to randomly generate all sorts of things, including NPCs, cities, even quests. Uh, so like you know, stuff you find on a quest board, traps dungeons monsters enemies magic items treasure the one thing i don't like about this app is that it does not tell you how much the magic items are worth because i'll often use that when my players go into a store and say hey what's on the what's on the walls you know and that gets me in trouble because i don't know that the street value of i don't know wand of spell storing i you know mm -hmm. and uh my players have gotten wealthy because of it, but uh, this tool uh, this tool is very useful because even in prep, I can quickly create names and uh, not have to spend the time thinking about it and just move on. Yeah, I love that. Honestly, if you find labor-saving tools and prep, like you're gonna be happy. You're gonna, it's gonna make. And here's the thing, you should honestly, even if you don't feel busy, you should take some of these tips because it'll save you time. And that'll help you make mm -hmm. a better campaign, period. Right? Um, so did you this have something might, else, Justin? Yes, this might be oh, a topic for a future one, a future episode. But I think we should breach the idea of chat GPT for dungeon prep. <laughs> um, yes. I think you might be able to create some pretty awesome things with chat GPT. And a lot of people might be thinking, oh, that's not the spirit of the thing. But let's talk about that another day. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worth talking about because if if one of your issues is coming up with you know general story arcs or a description of an area, and you're just stressed out of your gourd, you know why not get some help? But that's 
it's, it's not always perfect and we'll talk about that later but yeah i'm interested in that topic for sure um okay last thing for me uh before we end here how do you keep up the excitement when you're busy because i was thinking about it i was like you know what even though all of these things are like oh let's save time and everything you know sometimes if you're spending a long time like a long period of time multiple months like a year in this kind of like oh i'm really busy you gotta make time for dm for dming it's very easy to let the excitement uh just kind of peter out i guess is a good word for it like how, how do you keep that up you know how do you make it so that there's still that excitement even though you feel like you're constantly pressured yeah well one thing i'll say is that's how everything in life is uh you're gonna have ups and downs and for me i i constantly remind myself that what i feel has no impact on what i actually choose to do so if i feel lazy I can still choose to to prepare for my dungeon master or for for my D and D session. Uh, to that effect, I've also routinized certain parts of my D and D prep, so that way it's not so much I think about it or or even feel excited or not excited. I, I just do it right. And one of those mm-hmm. is writing every single day. And I, I've chosen to do this uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, just just to make sure that I'm good at writing because I do think that writing is one of the hardest skills maybe not one of the hardest but it is a very difficult skill to master and it takes a long time so i use a tool called writetrack.cloud so w-r-i-t-e-t-r-a-c-k.cloud and in that you can essentially set goals either like a daily goal for how many words you write or a monthly goal i prefer the monthly goal because it motivates me to know that i could finish early essentially even though when i finish early i just start the next month's goal early. Um, but, and I use this and I, I just write a little bit every day. So right now I just write 250 words every day in my, uh, current session. And then I also write 250 words in the, the homebrew world I'm working on or anything else professionally. So like newsletters or things like that. Um, and I like this because you think 250 words is a lot. Except when you get to your session prep doc and you see, hey, like I already have this written, so I just need to continue this idea. And then you stop before you fully continue the idea so you have somewhere to start tomorrow. I I think keeping excitement is a lot easier when you realize you only have to do so much every day. You don't have to do it all today, you know? Yeah, I I think that's great because I I was thinking about it and you put it in a better way than I could have that... I think that the key of excitement in anything, whether it's, you know, DMing Dungeons and Dragons or just your life, it's goals, right? It's having something to reach for. Uh, And if you have the regular small goals, like daily goals or weekly goals for your uh, DMing, and then you occasionally, the thing I would add, I, I think to keep excitement up, you occasionally need to work towards bigger goals. Like that could be like, hey, once a year, me and my uh, and my players, we go to an Airbnb, and we have like a, maybe a full day session, you know, broken up by going out to eat or something, right? Kind of like a, a Dungeons and Dragons trip. That could be a bigger goal. It's almost like a relationship, right? Uh, yeah. You have these small things that you do every day for your partner, but then you also plan bigger things, and both of those together 
lead to a feeling of excitement, right? Uh, and even if you aren't excited, like you said, it keeps the thing going. <laughs> uh, one thing that I just came to mind, and this is zero censoring or filtering, Tanner, that idea was genius. So Airbnb, you know, the question I have for the, the listener is, would you actually be interested in something like that? Like if we had, uh, you know, a few players sign up or something like that, like once a year, you could sign up and come to an Airbnb with us and we'll DM a long session or something like that. Uh, obviously you'd pay for it, or at least yourself, you know, like, would that be something you'd be interested in? Um, I guess, you know, if it is, send us a message on Instagram at how to be a better DM. Um, Cause that sounds quite interesting. Uh, but I mean, only if you guys would actually like it. So yeah, exactly. And, and even if you're like, Oh, I don't know if I want to get together with these weirdies. I'm just kidding. We're not weird. <laughs> but uh, these people on how to be a better DM, you know, I, I would consider, I would think about, Hey, what would be fun? Like capital mm -hmm. F fun, uh, for our sessions. And that's a mm -hmm. big goal. You know, you don't have to do that every week, but you know, make a plan to do that in the next number of months or next half a year. And that mixed with your daily things like writing or prep or daily prep, that's going to help you feel excited. It's going to help you feel like you're, uh, like DMing is a fun thing because it should be at its heart and it should also be a relationship because that's that's why anyone plays I mean there are games you play solo but the majority of games that people play whether it's sports or you know board games or card games or anything it's with people and you mm -hmm. like hanging out with people and you need to make goals to build a relationship so I think that's the key of you know being excited uh, I love it when you're busy okay I love great. it great well we're gonna end this uh, Justin, thank you for talking. Uh, I feel like I've learned a lot from you. Likewise. Thanks, Tanner. Perfect. Okay. Well, until next time, get out there, have some fun, and let's roll initiative. Thank you for listening to today's show. Uh, we really appreciate your support and your patronage. We have a few more announcements to go over. Uh, first, thanks for listening to today's show. You obviously liked it because you listened this far. So, as a treat, we want to give you a taste of what's coming. Listen up. Well, folks, we are living in the world of Calignos. Um, world of fantasy, magic, adventure, death, life, gods, the lack thereof, murder, love, mystery, no love, Gosh, zero love, but most of all, love. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there's some love, but we won't be doing any of that because I don't like it. Because we're all men here. We're yes. all thank here. Yeah. I mean, hey, well, actually, well, we'll see. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to bring the love. Thank Tanner. You. Tanner will bring the love. <laughs> I feel that. Come with us. Um, we find ourselves in hell. The Nine Hells, to be exact. Each layer of the Hells grows more violent and evil in its nature. We pass beyond Avernus, the first Hell, a rocky and desolate landscape being constantly ruptured and broken by meteors falling from above and volcanic eruptions from below. A legion of fiends marching towards some unknown destination, branded and prepared for war. 
a frighteningly gorgeous woman in dark robes at their head. Falling through an opalescent pool, tumbling through the heats of hell, we find the Iron City of Dis, the second level of hell. The walls, buildings, and streets all glow with a dull red of hot metal. A monstrous tower pierces the sky and overlooks the Iron City, the throne of Dispater. Peering at its subjects, a waterfall of molten lava flows out of a wall covering an entrance to the underground prison network where prisoners of war, criminals, and kidnappers are kept and reformed. Mentiri, the prison of Dis. Now, our intent is to find heroes of the light, heroes of righteous demeanor, heroes that can bring the world from darkness and save the innocent. Let's go see if we can find them in Mentiri. We find ourselves deep in a portion of Mentiri called The Purge, an unsettlingly clean and put together section of the prison dedicated to the torture, reformation, and punishment of prisoners. An Aaron Yace clad in blood red plate armor drags a jet black dagger down the bare chest of a human man strapped to an iron table. Damn. He's dashing, rippling with muscles. White blonde hair, disheveled. It's long, about shoulder length. He's, he's a good looking dude, right? So there is some love okay. here in Calignar. Right. <laughs> uh, we're, we're feeling it. All right, good. That's all his, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he clenches his teeth in pain as the dagger is just casually dragged down his belly as blood starts to come out. Um, he fixes his gaze on this devil woman and says, I will ever serve the light. May the gods curse you. And he spits. She sighs, breathes in deeply, puts away the dagger and summons a giant greatsword from out of the nothingness. Uh, before the man has time to finish the gulp, as he sees this giant blade, uh, his head is lopped off. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> not, there goes the hero of light. Not so handsome anymore. Um, let's see if we can find anybody else. What do you say? That's right. We're coming out with an actual play D&D podcast called Pact and Boon. And we are so excited to share this with you. Just so you know, our characters start out in the Nine Hells. And if that doesn't sound fun enough for you, let me just say that Tanner will be sporting a German accent. And it is quite delightful. So if you want to be notified for when this show comes out within the next few months, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact. N Boon. That's P A C T N B O O N. Put in your name and email, and we'll let you know as soon as Packed and Boon is released. Tired of being alone? Are you tired of not having any of your players understand you? Are you tired of never truly belonging? Well, you're in luck. All you need to do is join the guild. 
The guild is a unique and exclusive experience that is only open to Dungeon Masters. It is a full community focused on helping ease your DMing burdens. Want to meet other DMs? Join the guild! Want to discuss your homebrew ideas with people who would appreciate it instead of just telling your cat? Join the guild! Want to find a place where all your wildest dreams will come true? Join the guild! Go to monsters.rent slash guild and sign up today for free. Wait, that can't be right. Chuck, Chuck, can you check this again? Is this supposed to be... What? Oh, it's... They're serious? It's free? Oh, okay. All right. Yes, go to monsters.rent slash subscribe slash guild and sign up today for free, even though they are crazy for giving this away for free. Common side effects may include burping, sneezing, laughing, breathing, hearing, listening, tasting, farting, critting, sarcasm, puns, and in extreme cases, explosive diarrhea. That's all the announcements we have today. Again, thank you so much for everything you do for us. You make this show possible. Like we said before, we'll be back next week with another great episode. And until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative. <laughs>